Hey everyone and welcome to Yolanda Yvette Speaks. It is me, Yolanda Yvette, motivational speaker, public speaking coach, authoress, and your podcast host. If you have any opportunities, any questions, comments, you have any concerns by chance, go ahead and reach out to me at YolandaYvetteSpeaks.com. That's Y-O-L-A-N-D-A. Y-V-E-T-T-E-S-P-E-A-K-S.com. And also go ahead and make your way on over to YolandaYvetteSpeaks.com to order my book, Speak Up. This is where you're going to learn the winning strategies to making a profit as a public speaker. So let's go ahead and get to what we're here for. Today we have Amanda Rose. Isn't that such a cute name, y'all? We have Amanda Rose, and she is the founder and director of Infinite Power of You, Inc., a multi-published, multi-genre author, business, wealth, and mindset coach, actor, motivational speaker, and online course creator. Okay, she does a lot, y'all. So let's go ahead and get get to start and talking to her because we want to talk about all of that. So hey, welcome to Yolanda <laughs> Yvette Speaks, Amanda Rose. I'm so excited to be here, and I'm so impressed that you could spell out the whole website just like that. That was... <laughs> I would mess that up if I tried to do that. It's my name. <laughs> if I don't know how to spell my name by the time I'm 40, uh, then something went a little bit wrong. Still, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was very impressive to watch. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, dang, it's a little long. Maybe I should have changed it. But I'm like, mm, I like Yolanda Yvette, so it is what it is. Oh, you are welcome. You're such a bubbly personality. Like, cause they can't see you, but I can see you. And like, you just have like this beautiful smile and you, just great energy that you give off. And it's so amazing. So how are you able to keep this smile on your face with everything that's going on? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I definitely was not always the ray of sunshine. It was kind of more like the dark cloud in the room <laughs> for mm. a very long time. Um, and, and for me, it was a really long journey through getting through a lot of, um, like mental illness and depression. Uh, I'd gone through a lot of eating disorders through my teens and early adulthood. So I'd had a lot of really heavy stuff that I had to work through. And, and then I also was just under the poverty line for most of my twenties. So it was a very, it was rough, like getting into adulthood just was difficult. So for me, when I finally was ready to turn it around, it was getting into mindset practices and, and gratitude was really the big, the, the gateway drug <laughs> to the woo-woo world. To the woo-woo world. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, all right, I want you to talk really quick, and we're going to talk about mindset and all that stuff. Um, but I want people, I want you to tell people who Amanda Rose is. See, I say like, that's your first name. Who Amanda Rose? Like... <laughs> I'm so in love with Amanda Rose. Listen, I, I don't I don't have any more children coming up, but that would be on deck, Amanda Rose. <laughs> so tell people who you are. Oh, well, for me, I you know, I've always been interested in um, the arts and being able to communicate new ideas. Writing has always been a really big passion for me. Like as young as kindergarten, I was just having fun making up stories and, and uh, I, I always had this idea that I really wanted to help people to kind of see the world differently, to see that magic behind the scenes. And mm. I, I feel like a lot of us lose that. And even just getting into like going through the public school system, how many people were so disconnected even in their youth, like at a time when we're supposed to just be happy and fun and creative, how 
I was shocked a lot of my peers had no big goals, no big dreams. And back then I was like, I'm going to be a famous movie star in Hollywood and like a Spice Girl or something like that. I was very excited about that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And, And it was weird to me to see people who didn't have big aspirations and big goals. So for me, that was something where I, I wanted to help people re-spark that. And at the time, I thought that would be just through fulfilling those dreams and kind of like leading by example. And yes, it has been through leading by example, but it ended up being getting into entrepreneurship and helping people craft their ideas through business. That's become the vehicle that I really fell in love with more so than um articulating other people's stories through film or other artistic means. So it's, it's been a journey and it's definitely not been a straight line. (laughs) You have, you said so many things in in just that short amount of time. That's so true because I'm not sure what your age is, but you're right. That like the magic behind the scenes, people lost, lost it somewhere. And it's like, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to be? And the, the vision of what do you want to do when you get older or what do you want to be or who do you want to be? It's not even a question that people really ask. And when you do, people are like, I don't know. I, I, Cause yeah. I, I remember, I remember being in high school and I, I don't think people even talked about their, their dreams and goals and what they wanted to, you know, accomplish. And then later on, I'm like, Oh, that person was a doctor. Oh, like whoever knew like, Oh, that person became a, a Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people just fell into careers and not that they ever set out to um, be in that career. Like, oh, this is what I always wanted to do. That wasn't the thing. I don't know what happened. Why do yeah. we, why do we lose that? What, what happened? <laughs> it's, it's really interesting because I think you're so spot on with that where, uh, yeah, I had no idea what most people wanted to do because you're right. Everybody would kind of shrug it off. And I don't know whether that was maybe a protection mechanism. Like, I don't want to tell people because I don't want to be made fun of because, of course, school, like that's yeah. what happens. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I think a lot of us, we ha- maybe they have that big aspiration and that big goal and that big dream. But after they go through high school or college or whatever level of education they finish, when they hit the working world and they realize, oh, it's not just this easy skip and jump into doing whatever I want to do, then it's about paying the bills and supporting yourself and just Mm -hmm. making it through the day-to-day life. And I think that's where we start to lose that because we we don't see how we can do everything at once. Well, we can feed ourselves or we can follow our passion. Well, we need to eat first, so we go and do the job that doesn't necessarily fulfill us. Right. Well, you're absolutely right. Excuse me. Because I worry about the the generation now, the kids now, because uh, they are indoor cats, pretty much. They are, uh, (laughs) that's what I call them, they're indoor cats. They they (laughs) like their video games. They like, they're connected to their cell phone um, 24-7. And I'm I'm like, are they losing the, the imagination, the creativity part of, just going outside and playing or laying and looking at, cause I remember just looking up in the sky and be like, Oh, the cloud looks like an elephant or a dog or it looks like some, you know, just things like that. They don't do that anymore. Like, so I don't, I don't know if they're accessing that part of their brain anymore to, to be that creative, to be imaginative. So to, to create something when there's nothing at all, because they're always looking at, a video or listening to some song or or playing a video game it's, it's something always in their eyesight that's feeding them rather than them 
playing teacher in a garage. You know what I'm saying? Like where there's yeah. nothing else around, they're playing teacher or they're playing uh, doctor. They're playing whatever. They're not doing that anymore. It's uh, yeah, and I completely agree with you. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day where uh, you know by the time that cell phones and smartphones were kind of a big thing, I was already like into my twenties. Like I never even thought about having one of those things and it was growing up or even in college it was just it wasn't a thing at the time and mm-hmm. now we see like a six-year-old who can be glued to a smartphone and yeah. it's kind of scary really at the end of the day because they would normally be out there like you say like playing or looking at the clouds or making up some kind of game with their friends or whatever that is and, and they're not doing that anymore and i think we also get into the problem of the instant gratification mm. which We've already seen uh, just with millennials has been a really big issue that, oh, it's not immediate. Well, then I, I'm not putting in the work. It's just too much effort. And anything good in life takes a lot of work. <laughs> it takes consistency. It takes pushing through a bit of the grind to get there. And I, I don't think it's going to be as easy for them as they, they I think they're going to face a lot of uphill challenge because they're not used to the grit. Of it. Right. Do you think that they have sprinkles of laziness? I, I think there's definitely the possibility of that. And I, I always hate to go with broad strokes because there's always people in every generation that are incredible and that are going to go out of their way and then recognize what it really takes. But I, I think they're going to face a bigger challenge because they've had so much access to everything's been very easy access. You know, you're hungry, you go microwave something, you, you want to play a game, you grab your phone or you turn on the TV. It's, right. it's not having to use your mind in the same way that we used to. Yeah, because I remember I had talked to my daughter. I had to get on her one time because, um, like, she drives. She has a car. And next thing I know, she's she is one of those people who are, like, DoorDash. She's a – the doorbell rings all the time because she's ordered DoorDash or whatever. And I'm like, girl, the, it's so much cheaper just to go pick it up down the street. <laughs> but that's the mentality of, oh, I don't have to go anywhere. They'll bring it to me. I'm like, but you'll save money. You can get twice what you ordered if you just go and pick it up. But that's the culture. I didn't have that luxury. and Because so, there's some some pluses and minuses when it comes to technology that if I had certain things, I'm like, oh, this would have been so amazing if I would have had this growing up. But I didn't. I grew up in the, you know, pager world. So we thought pagers were a big thing. <laughs> So to have a pager was amazing. We didn't have no phone to go along with it, so we just had a pager. I love that. I, well, actually, that you just brought back a flood of memories because um, my my dad um, has a computer business, but he, of course, was doing it when computers, like, not everybody had a computer in their home at the time. So it was when it was kind of starting, uh, you know, in the 80s and 90s. And yeah, he had his pager glued to his hip all the time, and because that's how you communicated quickly with people, <laughs> he sent them a page. <laughs> that's and he had to try to find the phone. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, it was. I don't know. I'm like, I wish we could just go back to the pages. It was such a simpler time. Like it was just such a simpler time. Like I, I didn't get, I didn't get it or whatever. He didn't. I don't know. It was so amazing. I just think about like the pager and how many I went through and oh what color did you have? It was so exciting. It was so it was. exciting to have a pager on your hip. Um, but see, I could talk to you forever about all kind of stuff. I want to talk to you about mindset and manifesting. Mm-hmm. So how does this all work? Because we hear those words 
all the time and um, be intentional and change your mindset. Talk about that. Yes. I think the interesting thing about it, um, you know, the kind of like the number one thing that people come and say is, you know, oh, I've tried it and it just doesn't work for me. Like I hear that all the time. And the truth is we're, we're always manifesting from the second we're born to the second we die, we are always manifesting, but it happens on the subconscious level, not the conscious level. And I think that's where we get stuck is, you know, all day long, if I ask somebody, you know, do you want a million dollars? They're going to be like, oh, duh. Yeah. Pass mm-hmm. it over. That'd be great. But, you know, deep down beneath the surface, they might have some money blocks thinking, you know, something like, oh, well, money's the root of all evil. That's what I was always told. And, you know, I don't want to be an evil person, so I don't really want money. That's what's going on beneath the surface for some people. So there's a contradiction in the conscious versus the subconscious mind, and the subconscious is always going to win. So we have to realize that it's about reprogramming those deep-seated beliefs and understanding how we really feel about these different elements of life, whether it's money or relationships, happiness, all of those things. We have to get to the root of, how do I really feel about this? Do I feel like I deserve wealth or a, a good relationship or whatever it is that they're focused on manifesting? Figuring out where that comes from. And then I think the other big component is focus. That's huge. Because I see people where they're like, well, I don't want all these bills, but I keep getting more bills. But we're focused on the bills at that point. That's what we're talking about, and that's what we're focused on. Do and don't aren't part of that equation. And I think the interesting way to kind of articulate that, which is fun, is through the reticular activating system. So the way that our brain works, the subconscious mind is aware of about 400 billion bits of information per second. Well, the conscious mind is aware of about 2,000 bits per second. So the question that comes up is, well, which 2,000 out of 400 billion is the conscious mind actually aware of? And it's about our focus. What are we thinking about? So it kind of works like Google. If I go in Google and I search for banana bread recipes, I'll get every kind of banana bread recipe there ever was. But it doesn't mean that Google doesn't also have information on how to make a pizza or how to build an airplane or anything else. That's all there but I told it to look for banana bread. So it's going to show me banana bread. That's Mm. exactly how our mind works. So we have to realize that our focus is just huge. How do we change that though? Like how do we get out of that? uh, You said money block, right? Um, So, cause I know that's usually a lot of people's issues where it's money or relationships, right? So Mm -hmm. um, how do we get out of that? How do we clear the money block? How do we bring in more money to our lives uh, things of that nature like how does this work like, how do we do it is there a step-by-step how, like because <laughs> i feel like people that that's what people want to know like how do you do this yeah and and i think we we make it more difficult than it needs to be um I'm a big fan of going and figuring out what the root was so typically our belief system is formed in usually our early childhood by Uh about age eight, that's when our brain is basically this big sponge. It's trying to figure out, you know, this world that we've just come into and our place within it. So things that we pick up uh, culturally, things that we pick up from our family, things that we pick up from religion and all of these sources form those opinions of who we are and, and what our world is and what's expected of us. So we can start to recognize the, the ways that we interpret data, um, it, things that are repeti- like repetition is really big. So if somebody says something quite a lot, um, so if, for example, your parents are always saying, you know, oh, rich people are jerks, 
Mm-hmm. That's just something they regularly throw out. That gets imprinted on the subconscious mind. It just becomes part of that data that gets collected. Um, the other thing is things that we see. So if we're watching movies, for example, and we're always seeing that, you know, the rich guys are the crooks and that the, you know, the heroes are the people who are sweeping in, you know, oh, this big corporation's ruining the world and we're going to go and save the day. That's another subliminal message that gets stuck in there. (laughs) And then there's also experiential things. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was laughing because I'm like, that's like almost every Lifetime Christmas movie. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Well, and I think that's really fascinating too when we take a step back and look at that. And even just traditional media, um, there's so many people who are, you know, millionaires and billionaires out there who are, you know, building wells in impoverished countries and, and helping, you know, save the rainforest and do all these amazing things. But the news will show us the one guy who, you know, screwed over the rest of the company or the, the one guy who's doing this really negative crap. Um, yes, there's good and bad people who are rich. There's good and bad people who are poor. There's, you know, we're, it's not the money that defines us. It just money enables us to be more of who we already are. It's that amplifier. So I think we first of all have to recognize that it doesn't corrupt anybody. It just, if they were already a jerk, they get an opportunity to be more of a jerk. Right. And that's, that's what it boils down to. And rounding back to the, um, you know, the childhood and how we, we form those ideas, experiences can be another big one. Like if we had something that imprinted particularly that we felt it in the nervous system level, it can almost be that traumatic response to it. Um, and it doesn't mean that it was necessarily something big, like it doesn't mean that something terrible happened, but if we interpreted it that way in our bodies, then we can carry that on. Um, so for me, when I was figuring out my money stuff, cause I was so screwed up about money mm-hmm. for a really long time. Um, I remember this one time where my mom and I had gone shopping and it was this amazing day. And when we got back, my dad just exploded. He was like, how could you spend that much? We don't have that much money. Like, what are you doing? And it was just this whole yelling match thing going on. And for me, I just started crying and I was like, take it back, take it back, take it back. I don't want it. And when I did this work, I realized that my brain had made this correlation that if I have money, I cannot be loved. That was the correlation. Wow. And we're always going to choose being loved over having anything else because that's survival at its core is you know if we can be accepted and loved by others we will always be okay but if we're the outcast just thinking back to you know caveman days if you get kicked out of the cave well you're going to get eaten by the saber-toothed tiger so you're dead so you need to be loved and cared for that's so imprinted on us on that genetic level so we have to remember that love and and security will always come first oh wow wow so how were you able to clear out your money block like once you figured out the root of the of the issue uh once i had figured that out and i had the big aha moment this is this is what was going on underneath the surface um first of all i went through a series of questions i asked myself you know is this a truth in the universe that you can't be loved if you have money or was this just a truth in that moment that protected me Mm -hmm. and so i went through those questions that kind of disproved that belief And then I reframed it. Instead of having that belief of if I have money, I cannot be loved, I started telling myself regularly throughout the day, I can have love and money. And I just started repeating that because your subconscious is still a sponge. It will continue to take in new information. So the more you repeat it, the more it becomes ingrained in the mind until that becomes the new belief. And that's where um, we know from neural pathways, when you have repetition, which is why they always say 21 days to form a new habit, 
you will create the new neural pathway in the brain. And when you stop focusing on the old thought, those will actually degrade. So our brain will actually shift and mold when we give it new information regularly and repeatedly. So you would walk around your place saying, money and love, money and love. Like, I, <laughs> like money and love come to me. Whoop, whoop, I deserve it. Money and love. Like, is that what it is? Or are you listening to things? Like, I, I, like I need yeah. the secret sauce to, to all of this. Like, what do I need to do today? <laughs> so you just, yeah, just you just start saying it out loud just all day long just bring me money or money comes to me easily or or freely or yeah, I deserve yeah. it or it, I mean that was a big part of it was reframing the story and yes having the affirmations was really huge like I can have love and money money comes to me easily and effortlessly I'm a money magnet like all that stuff it it helps and at first you know your your brain's kind of going like that's bullshit like mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, it's a contradiction. But the more we do it, the more we stick with it, the more your brain starts to allow that to become the new thought. And one of the biggest gateways for me, because we were in a terrible financial situation when I finally was like, I need to fix my financial mindset, um, books were my gateway. So one of my favorite ones was Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker. And I love the fact that he had this very... Um, it was kind of like this almost spiritual approach to money, but it was also very practical. So it was allowing the conscious mind, which loves logic, to be able to agree with it so that your subconscious mind could absorb the more spiritual elements of it. So it was a really interesting you know, process he went through. And I love that he goes over his story because he had struggled financially for a really long time until he finally became a multimillionaire. And he goes through that and recognizing that you know strategy isn't enough and i think as business owners when we get into building a business it's easy to get wrapped up in the strategy i know i did i was mm-hmm. very convinced that millionaires had just some secret sauce code that mm-hmm. i had to crack mm-hmm. to figure it out and strategy only gets you so far the the mindset work enables us to do the big you know hairy scary stuff that pushes us outside of our comfort zone that needs to be done to grow a substantial business so that was the turning point for me was getting you know books like that to digest information and uh, you are a badass and making money was another one which was a, a really great exploration of going from you know the broke mindset to the the wealthy mindset and how to change it okay so this is i'm thinking okay so we all now in in pretty much every household have uh if i say her name she's probably gonna cut on but you know um the <laughs> you know we have an alexa or we have <laughs> like the google home or whatever it is um so we should be having maybe one of those things hey read affirmations throughout the day or read this book to me or we're on youtube because uh, now you cast to your tv look at technology right and have, <laughs> crazy. right and because it, it, it's it's a i tell you it's a plus and minus so we can have on youtube we can have the books um with mindset whatever's or you know uh whatever the thing that is that that your your issue is um on the tv say in reading the books to us or whatever it is just throughout the house, even if we're not listening to it per se, we're still listening to it somehow. Uh, yes. While we're cleaning or while we're we're doing whatever, while we're working, um, just stuff like that, just always just being inundated into our mind. Is that what we should be doing? 
that that can be a really helpful process um you know just coming back to the way that we absorb information just because we're only aware of those 2000 bits out of the 400 billion the 400 billion are still coming into the subconscious mind so anything that's in our awareness does affect the brain okay see i'm like i, I need to figure this out now <laughs> because there's certain things i want to do and you know and i'm like i want to be in a different place than than i currently am i'm like and it has to there's a way because you know and it's not me comparing myself to other people but i see other people and the grass is not always greener trust and believe it's is when you water it and fertilize your own stuff guess what happens you know um but you know when you trim back certain things but i'm just like there, there has to be a way um that things don't have to be the way that they are and like you said it's it's a mindset it's a mindset shift it's a gateway into the better things that could be. Yes. Yeah, 100%. And and I think, you know, as much as I, I, I encourage people, like, go and figure out where those roots are, what's holding you back, and then process them. But more than that, keep your mind focused on where you're going, because that's, that's the big thing here. So, again, back to the reticular activating system, you know, um, this is something that can be fun for everybody here. Take 10 seconds and look around your space and mentally note everything that you see that's blue. Blue. Let my clock here. So ten seconds. Mental note of everything that's blue. This blue. And and then close your eyes. So wait, close my eyes now. Close your eyes. Yes, close your eyes. Okay. <laughs> and then what I want you to do is tell me everything that you saw that was pink. Pink. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know of one pink item in my room, but I didn't pay attention to it. I just know there's one pink item. <laughs> okay, you can open your eyes. You're probably going to see all the pink things now. It's so funny. I'm like, pink? <laughs> and, oh and I think that's such a powerful exercise because you told your brain to look for blue. That's crazy. And now so like, it saw everything pink. blue, but it ignored everything that was pink and red and green and every other color of the rainbow, even though they were there. You only saw blue. So your mind works that way. Like we can tell ourselves, you know, uh, you know, opportunities are all around me and we'll start to see them because we told our brain to look for it. They're That's there. Such a very, very good <laughs> exercise. I just hear I can hear my pink. <laughs> That's not what you said. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is so good. That is so, so, so good because then you're like Oh, all these opportunities are coming to me. The opportunity's been there the entire time, but we yes. never were looking for those specific um, those specific things. Yeah. Well, and I think the thing that's really interesting, um, you know, in psychology, we know that most people focus on what's wrong. They they focus on what's wrong in their life, what's not working, and they dwell on that. But we know the way that the brain works and the way that manifestation works is you get more of what you focus on. So if we're focused on what's wrong, we're perpetuating it. So we need to shift the focus onto what it is that we actually are moving towards. And it's even the way they teach us, you know, when you're driving, they're like, you know, don't look at the car wreck because you're going to drive off the road and be part of that car wreck after that. Keep your eyes on where you're going. And we really need to take that information to heart because that it's so simple, but we don't do it. <laughs> yes. Focus on where you're going. Don't look at that car wreck because you're slowing traffic down. Like, <laughs> Now you are, like you are part of the problem now. <laughs> you are part of the problem. 
Just drive. <laughs> just drive. Be a nosy. Um, so yeah, oh goodness. That is that is so good. That is so good. I even wrote down the word blue, like, okay, I'm a little blue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was so good. Oh my goodness. That was such a good nugget and tip. And I'm pretty sure the listeners are gonna do that. I wanna um talk about because we got because I told you I want to get to all the stuff. Um, you're a multi-genre, multi-published author. Let's talk about your book. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So um, I just uh, have my 13th book come out uh, in January. So that was pretty exciting. <laughs> okay. And so let's talk, let's, let's talk about it. Um, so this is part of my manifesting series. Uh, it's the fifth book in that series, and it's called Manifesting Magic, which is it's it's kind of diving into a lot of the topics we got into today, how the psychology of the brain works, and also the quantum physics of manifestation. Because for me, when I got into manifesting, I'm like, I'm so okay with believing this, but why? I needed to know the why. My brain was like, give me the why. Yes, I'm that person too, like, but why? Tell me why. Like, I can do it, but I need to know why, because that will make it make sense. Yes. Well, because I'm like, I'm, I will do the exercises, but why do they work? Tell yes. me why they work. And I needed that to be able to go all in with them. <laughs> and um, and, and I, can, I can tell you from experience, my husband goes nuts, because, like, if he's like, can you come do this? For, why? What, why do you need me to hold that? <laughs> Drive him crazy. But. <laughs> I'm a why person, too. Well, why? Why? No, get it. I need a reason. Give me the reason. Make it make it. sense. Make it make sense. I can do it, but I just want to know why. Oh, I'm not I'm alone. Not, I'm, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. <laughs> so great. Okay, so that's why you created these books with that 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 concept of the why. Yes, um, because for me that was everything. There were so many books out there. Um, uh, like the secret that was, I think that was the big one that really brought manifestation yeah. in the forefront of everybody's mind. And I think it's a really wonderful book, but I think it, it almost opened more questions than it answered. Yeah. It didn't really get into the specifics of how it works. It was kind of going on blind faith. And I think for a lot of us, that wasn't enough. Um, and well, we saw some results. We didn't see big results because our brain was still not congruent. We were like, I sort of trying to believe this. Well, part of us was going, is this, is this crazy stuff? Like it was really real. So I think for us, we need to know that it's real. We need to know that it actually works. And for me, quantum physics is where those answers come from. Yeah. Cause I, I remember I'm like, okay, so what you're saying is you put good things out, you get good things back. Right, right, all right. So start. Cause I think it was somebody in there in in the movie. I'm gonna have a check in the mail. I'm gonna have a check in the mail, and then they ended up having a check in the mail. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm gonna. Do, I'm just like, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. But I don't understand how how that happened. You know. Uh, so yeah, okay, that is yeah. so, so spot on. And I do believe it came with the secret that everyone was like, okay. manifesting okay intentions all right i can do this and some took off with it but then there was me i'm like okay i can do it but then like you said there was that other part that's like okay wait a minute and that negative side over overtook the the okay we could do this yeah and that's probably because i didn't have a lot of us experienced with that and 
and I, I think that's the difficult part. And I think that's why I have so many people come to me going, I tried, it doesn't work. And it's, mm-hmm. it does work. It's just, it's working in a different way than we expect. And I think for me, once I understood the science, it, it helped a lot. Like, especially when we look at quantum physicists, when they're looking to find like a subatomic particle, it will always appear where they expect it to appear. Even if they're trying to do a double blind study, there's no way that the thought doesn't affect where the particle shows up because it's a it directly impacts where the particle comes into being. It's really fascinating when you get into it. And I mean, it, it can get really heady with science and that kind of thing. But I think that's the biggest takeaway is our thoughts are affecting the building blocks of the universe. So when you put out the intention and you focus on it, like the guy you said who was like, getting a check in the mail and getting a waves of wonderful check in the mail, check in the mail. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It worked because that thought literally created that experience because thought impacts physical matter. But we weren't taught that in the secret. We were taught how these things work or about quanta and all these little aspects of the universe. So once you know those things, it's like, Oh, of course it works. Yeah, but we need to have those missing blocks of information. <laughs> wow. See, that's why people need to get in contact with you because you know what you're talking about. So <laughs> outside of the five book series, your other books, are they dealing with manifestation as well? Or or what are they um, I, I actually have a bunch of different books. So I've got a science fiction series uh, that I write. It's called The Fire Fury Saga. Um, I have, uh, I've got a cookbook. Ooh. I've got some uh, literary fiction and uh, I've got a few uh, books that are for entrepreneurs, uh, one that's for coaches and one for people who are looking to write their own books and need uh, help with the process. D- listen, that who better to listen to about writing a book than somebody who has 13 books, okay? <laughs> so obviously she knows how to write a book. <laughs> she knows how to write a book, and, you know, because you're doing a lot of stuff, so you know about business and and like, again, being an author and book writing, and you also do uh, online course creations. Right. See, I told you we're going to try to get to everything that you do, um, <laughs> because that's something that I don't know anything about that I want to do. Um, so talk about an online course creation. I, I think the biggest thing where technology is a blessing right now is the fact that we've got a lot of built in programs uh, like Kajabi, for example, which mm-hmm. enables you to have a platform for hosting a, a program that you create. And I think we typically overthink creating something like that and i mean you're a writer as well so you know it's you get this idea and then you're breaking it down into chunks and then you're you're elaborating on those chunks so i I almost think of building a course is kind of like writing a book because we we think of the topic that we want to make a course about and then we break it down into its most important components just like a book we break it down into chapter headings so we start to look at it from that point of view and then those become the days of the program and we elaborate in each one of those days and you have the opportunity to incorporate you know a workbook or a video component or any one of these kind of training methods that feels really good for you so i i don't think there's any hard and fast rules as far as it goes it, it gets to be your own creation because there's so many different ways that people like to learn that sounds like it makes so much sense because like i have my book and my book has chapters but then my book has sub chapters right and so yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so this is how it's in my mind. I think I'm making it bigger than it really has to be. That's I'm like, I want to create an online course because I'm about passive income. Okay. Wanna make, yes. I want to make money when I'm sleeping. Hello, manifesting. Yes. So, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not sure how to do that. 
but just hearing you say that, I'm like, really, that's it? But I think it's in the wording of how to actually create it. Because since I already have the book and I already have the chapters, I already have the subchapters, my course is pretty much written, right? Yeah. But it's just, I don't know how to, I'm not sure how to um, put it in as an online course to make it make sense for people. I think that's where I am, but I I think I'm thinking it's it's bigger than what it actually is. And I think when I actually do it, I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> this was it. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it, we typically overthink it. I, I, and I, I'm an overthinker. I do the exact same thing. I, I am an overthinker. I I, yeah, well, just for me, like one of my biggest things was like, I didn't incorporate for a really long time because I was like, Oh, then we gotta like report the the, the the money in a certain way. We gotta track it. And then there's the government. Oh my god, that's really scary. And it's too big. It's too, you know, you just kind of back away from the project when really you go through it. And you're like, it's like three forms. <laughs> <laughs> what yep. was I so scared of? But like, we make it to be this big deal in our minds, but really the reality of it is, it's just pretty simple. That is. Listen, we're, me and you, we're going to have to, you, me, you and I, we are going to have to have a conversation because I need to know more about this thing because I'm like, again, this is, this is part of the whole money thing that I'm manifesting. Ooh, ooh. See, I'm in my mind now. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to get an old girl over here. You know, Alexa. I'm going to have to get, <laughs> I'm going to have to get her to start playing some stuff. I'm going to have to get on YouTube, have it playing on my TV and just. Whatever, and we already have we have computers with our art at all times because our phones are nothing yeah. but computers. So we can have that playing in the car, you know, of of the good stuff that we really need to be putting inside of us all the time. Because we we always talk about eating healthy, right? Um, which is I'm working on that. So we always talk about eating healthy, but we never really talk about feeding our mind healthy stuff. Yes, and that's so important. It's, uh, I think that's the key, like when it comes to success and even, you know, when we talk to people who are, you know, successful in business or successful in their field, typically we know that they're, they're either reading or listening to at least one book a month, if not more, because we need to yeah. like bring in this new information and digest it or even reread something that we've been through because we glean something different each time we go through it. So it's very powerful. Yeah. Cause I know it was one coach um, he was like, Every month he, he sends out a newsletter. He's like, these are the books that I've read this month. And you're just like, wow, you done read five, six books. And this coach read this book or whatever. And it's, it's cool to see what they're reading. But in my mind, I'm like, all you read is business books. <laughs> I'm like, my, my, my mind reads other things. Like, you didn't just pick up a magazine or, you know, it's just, but that's where his focus is, you know, and he's flourishing in, in business. But if you ask, it's crazy because if you ask people who are really good um, with money, um, who are really good in business, you be like, hey, what was the last book you read? They can spout it off. They know exactly what book. Or you can, because I remember I asked one guy who was really, really good with money. I was like, uh, what book are you, what, what book would you recommend for me? Or what, what secret or what tip would you get for me? That's what it was. I said, what tip would you get? He was like, um, get the book, um, it's right on my dresser. I can see it. It's on my nightstand. It's like, I'm going to say, it's like this big, duh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. It's like one of the world's popular books that people get when it's about uh, money. 
I can't even think about it. I can't even think the name. And that sucks. I can't believe I can't remember the name. It'll come back to you right as soon as the end of the podcast. <laughs> I, I am trying to tell you. Oh, my goodness. I can see it. I can see the letters. I just can't make them out. That is so weird. Apparently, it's not meant for me to say right now. We're just going to go off that. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, and, and he said it just like that. He was like, get this book right here. I was like, okay. And then I told somebody else about it. They're like, oh, yeah, that's a book you should read. And you read it more than once. Um, yeah. And a lot of people know about these books for a reason because that's where their mind is. That's where their mindset is, especially if they're business, you know, focused, if they're money focused. They're like, yes, this stuff, listen to this podcast or listen to this person on YouTube. These are good people to listen to. Like, even if they're like, hey, listen to this person on um, on Instagram, they, they, that's where they are at. If you ask somebody who's not really in the business, who really doesn't really care about, or they, you know, they're like, I don't know. Was I don't know. Last book I read was a comic book, you know, <laughs> or like, hmm. I don't know who to tell you to listen to, you know. Um, dang, I'm still trying to think of that book. I like, I felt like I had the, the author and everything on the tip of my tongue, and it's bothering me. I'm about, I'm gonna have a whole Tourette syndrome moment when it hits me. I'm telling you that now, uh, out the blue, it's gonna be like ah. <laughs> true though i like how you brought that up too because it's people who are focused on it they, they are they're they're reading they're regularly engaged in these things and um the one thing that i've noticed is like i connect with uh, quite a few entrepreneurs I, I try to connect with five new people every day and the ones who are really making waves the ones who are successful the ones who are moving forward they can tell you exactly what they're doing there's a plan there they're reading a certain something or they're taking a course or they're working with a mentor they're doing all of the above and they're making progress. And then the people who aren't, it's very vague answers. We don't really know what you're doing. You don't really know what you're doing. So you're not getting anywhere fast because we're stuck in limbo. That is such a very good point. And I'm still trying <laughs> to think of the book. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I wanted to run upstairs like, but if I run upstairs and run back down, child, I'd been passed out by the time I get to this chair. But I know this book, and I'm like, I'm trying. Is it? No, that's not it neither. Dang it! Dang, 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 dang. I know this name of this book, and it's so bothering me. But anyway, <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I say, you're like, oh yeah, I know that book. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I know that book. Um, but it it is, and I need to go back to through my books and start reading them because I'll order books. And, not, and I'll read it for like a day or two. And I'm like, ooh. And then I'm like, okay. Then I'm, and then, I'm, then I shut off and I'm over it. But again, the world of technology, it can be playing. And, yeah. um, or like I said, YouTube or whatever, or Audible or whatever you choose, it could just be playing and it's playing in the background. And it was a really, it started to be a really good book too. Dang it. <laughs> so I'm so, so the, <laughs> Think and Grow Rich. It's called, yeah, Think and Grow Rich. Oh, yes, yes, yes. See what I tell you. What I tell you. What I tell you. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that, see, I told you. And I didn't even, and I didn't even find it. I was scrolling and it just hit me. See? Ha ha. ha. I can, I can rest easy now. Like, 
I love it. It's true, though. When it's on the tip of our tongue, it drives us nuts. And I think, I think it's one of those things that is very powerful. Like, I, especially when somebody's starting out, you don't necessarily need to go and, you know, find a bunch of money to hire a coach right away out of the gates. Like, get some good books. There's so much good information in them. But don't just read and apply it. <laughs> yes. And, and that's, that's the hard thing. part. Yeah, like at some, because at some point you have to start applying what you read. If not, you just, you know, you just read books. Mm. I mean, you a wealth of knowledge, but mm, it's for what? You For what? Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's such good. I do, I need to go back and, like, start reading the books that I already have. And I need to get your books as well because child is money block got to go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not welcome here anymore <laughs> at all like because again i need to get this online course on and going because that's part of everything like i am so excited um to start this journey um and i do very much appreciate you being here with me today i would love for you to tell everybody how they can get in touch with amanda rose how they can get your books how they can work with you um, in all the capacities, I'm going to be quiet for a little bit. I'm going to let you talk. This this moment is yours. All right. So um, I basically live on Facebook. That's where everybody's going to find me. <laughs> um, and if you look up at Amanda Rose Author, you will find me on Facebook. Um, and my books are all available on Amazon. A few of them are also uh, on Audible. So if you like to listen rather than read, there are some options there for you. <laughs> And um, currently this month, I've got a, uh, I don't very regularly run free programs anymore, but I have a five-day free program that is about setting the foundation of building a six-figure business. So that's called Six-Figure Synchronization. As long as you sign up by March 15th, it's free, and it's just being held in the Facebook group. So as long as you're on Facebook, you can find it. Um, That's at my website, uh, amanda-rose.mykajabi.com slash six-figure synchronization. Okay, so y'all, y'all know I'm about to say all the information is going to be in the details of um, the podcast, so you don't have to remember any of it. You don't know how to spell Kajabi, so don't worry about it. It's going to be up there. Um, Amanda, I truly, truly, truly appreciate you being here with us. I would love for you to leave the listeners with a tip, whatever's on your heart, your mind, your soul, the first thing that comes to your mind. I I think the topic of today is the big one. Your focus is everything, so... Be aware of your focus today. Just be aware of your thoughts and remember that you're not your mind. You are the one that is aware of your mind. Ooh, that is good. I'm not even going to repeat that. I'm going to let that be what it is. <laughs> hey, listen, so this has been another episode of Yolanda Yvette Speaks, and I love you all dearly, and I am going to talk to you guys another day. Bye.